Okay. What have you been up to the past couple of months, man? Uh, not a lot, to be honest. I was just trying to sketch. Yeah. Doing, yeah. Sleeping, actually, I've, I've been sleeping more. Right. No, well, that's good. You need, we need sleep, man. We need sleep. Sleep is important. Yeah. But sleep late, but sleep till. Actually, I, I wake up like, how's it? Uh, like, usually at 1 or 2 p.m. Mm. Wow. I sleep at 5 a.m. or something. Wow. Whoa. That's a bit of a night out there. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think my busiest time is like when I'm past 12, 12 a.m. or something. That's like, you know. So when you say you're busy, is that like your, is that your prime time of creativity or it just happens to be? That I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say creativity because like now, because um, it, it's, been, it's been like being creative it, it's, uh, it's like a work you know like it's hard to maintain that kind of uh you know drive when you're creating something like oh, i don't want to do this anymore i just want to give up in the middle middle of it you know what i mean you know what i mean yeah so i haven't been doing that because like it makes me feel like uh, what is it like i, I I just don't want to do it. Well, you know, but, that's the, the crazy thing is I heard yeah. that when, when you don't want to do it and when you're bored, especially doing creative stuff, that is when your creativity is tested the most. Mm-hmm. And it's, I guess that's how we build that, that habit, build our skills more is in those times of boredom. Because it's the, it's the hardest part. It's the hardest time to do anything because mm. we're not entertained and it feels like a, a chore to do, you know? Mm. Like even when we do um, any type of like design stuff, right? What, 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 what are they, what's that saying? It's like the, the blank, it's hardest to work off a blank page. Mm. Yeah? That's, yeah, yeah, that's it. Exactly, right? But it's when you start, that's why they say start doing something write whatever if it's just random words if you're writing Mm. draw random circles draw just draw whatever to get your mind starting to become active and because the more we dwell on the oh man i'm bored i don't know what to do i can't think of anything that's when it's like we're feeding our mind that energy already and then that's how it becomes that chore like Mm. boredom is so so necessary Mm. for for creatives man Mm. Do you do you feel like you almost have to force force it to like if you if you have that block or a writer's block or anything like that you can you have to force yourself to put it into action anything yeah um Jasper's right about about it like once you start doing it that's when it flows mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen straight away it happens when um it happens when you do it after maybe five minutes I think. After five mm. minutes or 20 minutes, I think. And then it should flow afterwards. Mm. But it's just that the first 20 minutes, I think, is the hardest part. Mm. It's like, oh, you start doing it, you start doing it. And then suddenly like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And then you give up. 
Mm-hmm. But when you say, when you said persevere, then you'll be able to get it mm. eventually. Mm. But for me, I'm like, oh, I'm not getting paid for this anyway. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but in the end, like you have nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have nothing. But when you're getting paid, I'm like, oh, you have to do it. So you have to persevere. So you end up doing, finishing something. Of because you, you have that um, the end goal. But if you don't right. have that end goal, you don't know when you're going to finish. And uh, right. yeah. And you just give up. So why do you start doing anything creative in the first place? <laughs> right now it's because I get I get paid for it. So yeah, sounds good. That's yeah, good, that's right? Good. But yeah. But if if I'm not getting paid, I'm like, what's the point? Like, what mm. am I trying to achieve from mm. this? And then if I'm like, if I'm just drawing, you know, I don't know, like for nothing, I'm like, I just want to. I don't want to draw. Right, of course. Like you said, there's no no purpose behind that activity, right? Mm. Half the time we do it for to entertain ourselves because we're bored. Mm. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like, how can we use those things so there is a purpose behind it? Uh, yeah, exactly. How do you? What's well, the point? I, th- I think it comes to whatever activity that we do you set an intention behind it so as opposed to saying i'm gonna draw because i'm bored i guess you could say like i'm gonna draw so that i can express a certain feeling and see what this piece can mean to me as opposed to having no purpose behind that right so it's kind of like setting intention to whatever activity with that we do it's kind of like what uh it's 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 pretty much like a, a monk mentality, right? Every every action we do has a certain purpose. Other than that, what what's the point of us doing it? And if mm-hmm. that purpose is to for us to give time to ourselves to relax, to have self care, mm-hmm. or to be entertained, have be entertained by the action that we're doing. Mm. right so as opposed to me just drawing oh man i'm so bored i don't know what to do like let's see like i want to entertain myself in this action right now in this creative moment and then you know like you said you might not finish it but you can come back to it and be like huh what was i doing here mm. and then maybe i can fix it again you know like there's some mm. a, a lot of writers they some of them use like illicit drugs stay up late drink alcohol and that allows them to creative, like, to create things freely without judgment. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, and then when time comes, they can come back to it and be like, "What the heck was I doing here? What was I trying? What was I trying to do?" Right? But there was an intention behind it. They intended to write something to put to put words on paper. Right. Mm. I'm so actually you- curious. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say. I was. I was just curious about. You know how so how these writers or these artists these have the, they have these mental mm. blocks, and so they do have these extra little things to help them get out of the, out of that mm. those, those blocks. Do you reckon? Um, what do you call it? Well, what is the thing that actually stops you from? Uh, what, what is the thing that stops you from having that creative flow? For me, is neck pain. 
<laughs> back then, <laughs> yeah. we're getting old, guys. We're getting old. <laughs> you know, when you're drawing, you're looking down, right? And then you're starting getting the pain. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't, you know, I can't last another hour. I, actually, when, I'm, when I draw, I have um, my, my uh, I think my head started to ache up. Mm-hmm. And then I can't, I can't draw. Like, I can't draw for long. So I have to stop mm-hmm. after an hour or something. Mm-hmm. So I can't continue. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, it's th- that stopped me, but that's why I use a um right now I use like Illustrator or something to like right. draw something. Well, with a pen, it's hard. Before oh. I can do it for hours. So when you say for hours, you're you're doing it for three four hours. Or so before like I used to draw for like I think usually six hours. Wow. <laughs> wow. Or, or more. <laughs> that's straight? straight. Yeah. Yeah. Straight. Straight. Oh and um, when I used to paint, used to paint, I, I, I paint the whole day. So I only take a break when I want to eat. And then mm. but the rest of them is just, just doing that. But now I can't do it because it hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine doing it for six hours straight. Mm. Yeah, hands are definitely going to cramp up. Yeah. Some <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, Especially when doing animation, you have to do kind of like the same, like, you know, motion. Mm. But right now I can't do it because the same motion will kind of, it's the same pain. Like, ah, that hurts. Oh, that hurts again. Yeah. So it's maybe it's just an excuse right now, but like I can, I can probably use other tools to help me, but um, Mm. I don't know. So in this sense, your your hurdle was pretty much just physical limitation. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. I think it's one of those things that uh, you know when you're like discouraged already, the pain adds to that. Of course. Yeah. yeah so for sure. Like, for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, going back to what. Uh, Gerald was t- like saying um, definitely physical uh, limitations would definitely play a part in why writer's block or any type of creative block happens. I think one main thing is we have an expectation of what we're writing mm-hmm. that it has to always be this certain standard. Mm-hmm. And because of that certain expectation, that's what holds us because imagine I know I I'm guilty of this. Like when you're writing something and, and you read back, it's like, Oh wait, that doesn't sound good. Delete, delete mm. everything. And you, just, you write and then it's like, Oh wait, that doesn't sound good. Delete everything. And then you end up with a blank page because you've deleted everything. Yeah. So what I've, I've started doing is like my notes now are just like massive, just trying to write like one paragraph mm. because it'll just be like, da 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 wait, that doesn't sound right. And I'll do another. Uh, 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 what, what what bit from here can I take and put it back in this one? Mm. And be like, you know, so I'm not working off an empty page. I'm working off things that I've written and then going back and forth to it. And mm. that help that helps me prevent block. Like mm. seriously, like it's it's. I'll I'll probably get a lot of hate for this, but block shouldn't even happen when you have a purpose in mm. front of you. When there's a purpose and intention for something. Right, mm-hmm. it's when that purpose and intention isn't big enough 
and we're focused on how the feedback and outcome is going to be received. That's mm. is when that block happens, in my opinion, mm. right? That makes sense. Of the expectation. Yeah. Mm. What do you think, Gerald? Oh, well, I was going to say that I really like what you said with having, when you're doing the writing, mm. you keep all your, your writing. Because <laughs> I'm so, I'm, I'm a victim of that. Having <laughs> writing something and then completely erasing everything and you're starting off from the like blank page again. Exactly. You're just looking at it like, oh. you also think to yourself, what did I write last time? Yeah. <laughs> what did I actually wrote before, like five minutes ago? Mm. So having that, like, and just doing like iterations of that same thing. I, I really like that. That's, that's, that's mm. yeah. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like having that certain expectation that, I need this to be perfect. Yes. You, you gotta, if you feel like, you know, I'm going to send this to someone, it's just a draft, but mm. I want to impress them. And, you know, sh- like, I don't want to show that I'm, I'm dumb or anything like that. You know, <laughs> exactly. like, oh, I'm not using the right words. I'm not really using big words or my, my sentence structures are completely <laughs> off. Like you have that thing that you don't want to show other people or even yourself. You have that expectation. Yeah. Yourself. Yeah. So I think it's that, that expectation of yourself. Of course. Mm. And like, you know, it, I, I do the same even with design stuff, you know, like when we're doing a new design for our, our, our shirts or any logo, mm. like what I do is I have like the one idea. And mm. then if I make a, a certain change, I get so scared that I might get deleted. So I always make a copy and it'll just be one change that happens. Like it'll be a certain scale. Mm. And I'll say, oh man, wait, I want to make this change. And I'll copy that one. And then, you know, I'll just have a whole page of just a bunch of ideations mm-hmm. that have minimal changes to it. Mm-hmm. But I see it there. So I prevent myself from having a blank page. Mm-hmm. And it stops me from that, that potential block that could happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, what you end up with is a. <laughs> A big file. <laughs> you yeah. do, you do. Yeah. It's really bad. It's really bad. But no, I I do that too. I do that too. I do the same. Yeah. I just find it better because then mm. you just have that whole page of inspiration already. You know, mm-hmm. it just removes that, like what Jill said. Like, oh wait, what was this one? What did I write here? Or what mm. was the ideation from this previous design that they might have liked that I can put on this one? As opposed to me having to look back at everything and thinking and trying to remember it, that mm. memory is out of my mind and I can just use the file for reference, you know? Yeah. Oh, this one thing I do at the start. So mm. I, have a, I have a notebook, like sketchbooks. Yeah. So I just r- scribble down what I, you know, my ideas and stuff like that. Mm. And if I like something, I put it in the computer. But is that if there's nothing there, like on my note, like there's a lot of things that I can write down, right? Mm. But um, I think what stops me when like I'm writing this, like this is all useless. Mm. My standard for it has like changed. Before I was like, oh, this is, this is good. This is good. But I think my standard for um, what I need, you know, t- to move on from mm becomes higher so i end up not doing it because like oh it's not good enough i'm not gonna continue with this huh. kind of like that thing. yeah mm-hmm. uh, and that that's 
that's something not only in just creative realm. Anytime we have to, we want to raise the bar and raise the standard. One of the most difficult things is having the expectation that because I have a new level, I have to always reach this new level, and we're we're too afraid of it because we're so comfortable with the level before, mm. right? And that's yeah, you go. Sorry, sorry. How okay? You know what your designs here?、Yeah? Mm. How do you know that it's ready? That's the thing.、Mm. <laughs> it's 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 hard. It, it's kind of like a feeling, right? It's、mm. an intuition for yourself, and it's it's good to have Gerald there as well because then he, we can feed off each other's energies、mm. and feedback. So with the latest design we did,、um, it was it was hard, man. Because I I want it to be special because it is our second anniversary, and I want to still maintain that philosophy, the design philosophy that we started with, right? Have a message behind it. Don't be like overly loud.、Um, but it, it was it took like three weeks for me to change a specific design because I was so lost in it. I felt, man, there's something missing here. We need to add something. I just couldn't figure it out. And、mm. every time I was adding things, and I was like, this doesn't seem right. Nothing's adding up. And only recently, when I went back to it and reflected on it, and I found some inspiration, I finally made the design. I, was, I, I could feel it. This is, this is done. This,、mm. oh, but the thing is. We can always do something better. We can always want to add something more to something,、mm. but the more we think about that and have nothing to deliver, we're not going to get there,、mm. right?、Mm-mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like the like the iPhone. It's constantly、mm. being updated.、Mm. You have constant updates to it. It's never ending. It's a never ending cycle. But that's、mm. something we can always continue on. Like design logos, you can change that as well, but. At some point, you're just gonna have to deliver something.、Mm. By whatever you do, just take pride in it, and、mm. you know, be happy that of what you achieved. Obviously, you're not gonna deliver something if you're not happy with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we, when we had that design, it was ready. We were just, we weren't, we were satisfied with it, but we weren't happy about it. <laughs> that's why we had to. It, it pushed us back a while because we had to make those changes.、Mm. Yeah, and you kind of know when it happens. Oh, for me, because well, Jasper was the one that's designing. But when I saw it, you know how you have that feeling, like, "Oh, this is ready, man! This is ready." <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. I guess it depends on on what perspective, or like,、uh, if you're the, the designer, because if you're the designer, you always want every, like you have this pursuit of perfection. Well, because obviously, like, you can't ever achieve perfection, especially with art, where it's so subjective. But from from like looking as an outsider from the design perspective, I'm like, yeah, this this is it. <laughs> this is ready, man. <laughs>、yeah. Exactly. You just have to have that feeling and intuition with it. Yeah, that's true. What about yourself, Josh? How do you know when something's ready with your art pieces? Well, well usually I would have a a deadline.、Hmm. So I would set myself a deadline when、hmm. to finish something. So. Sometimes I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not happy with it, but it's like because this is a deadline, this is the best I can do with that deadline,、mm. and then that's what I'm gonna deliver.、Mm. 
it's not always perfect, but at least I know, but I know in the future I can like, you know, improve it or anything like that. But for now, for me, that's it. Like mm. I would stop myself from, especially when I'm doing like, like artwork and stuff, because mm. there's no rules where, where should, you should stop. It's just exactly if you're, if you want to spend more time to it and make it better, you can, but you don't have to because like you just have to um, step back and like, you know, it's, it never ends. Like you can mm. keep going to it if you want, but if you don't stop, it's not going to be finished. Mm. So mm. I just tell myself, okay, like don't mind the mistakes, just focus on what's there. And, you know, if people criticize it, like take it, you know, and then you just move on from it. Make mm. another one better. Don't make the same mistakes, but you know, at least you're done with that. You can start with another project. Mm. Interesting. Mm. So I'm never finished, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Very interesting. Uh, artwork is never finished. Is that that's all you're saying? Artwork is never. Yeah, like design artwork because there's always, like you said, there's always, you know, you can improve on, mm. right? So it's never finished. What's your definition of finish? Is it perfection or what? What is it? Having something's a... finished. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when something's okay. finished in terms of artwork. Yeah, um, I don't, yeah. I don't think. I think. I don't think you can define because it's not like a linear. It's not a linear thing where you, I don't know, mm. building a house or something, or even that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Filling it's up like, this ju- this cup of water, I know it's finished. <laughs> it's the top. <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, there's like no absolute finish point for creative things, mm. right? Because mm. you could with a painting, you could always make. Oh, I should have added this little touch there. Mm. Oh, I could always add this little bit here. Mm. It's gonna take you forever, right? <laughs> huh? It's gonna take you forever. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. That's why I think it's it's an intuition, it's a feeling when we believe I think it's it's done, you know. Mm. Obviously we could like we said, we could keep adding to it, but when once you feel it, you just know for yourself. You know for yourself it's completed. I think it's more that if you're satisfied with it, mm. you're done. Yeah. It's not like, you know, if other people are, you know satisfied with it because sometimes when I'm, I'm not finished yet and then they say oh yeah. that looks good already i'm like no no, no it's not <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm not finished yet exactly because yeah. mm-hmm. you know in yourself when it's done mm-hmm. yeah you're not satisfied yeah. with it like yeah oh. exactly yeah. so it's mm-hmm. that satisfaction that's what, i guess what we're trying to achieve right as creatives <laughs> yeah that yeah mm-hmm. uh what do you call that like there's a there's a there's a gap no, no, not a gap but like a mo- not a moment um you know a period sorry a period in like creating something uh forgot the word for it despair despair (laughs) a period of despair right Mm. artists yeah it's that um it's after the start in the middle it's in the middle the valley of despair so the period of despair yeah yeah so it's like before you finish and like in the middle that's yeah. the period. It's like when you're like want to give up, mm. um, because it doesn't look good. It doesn't, you know, it, it's not what you expect, and then you mm. just want to give up and want to throw it in the bin. That part. Yeah. Have you had that? I've, 
I, I know what it feels like to be in the valley of despair. Um, in, in like a business sense, right? So there's, um, well, it's like that graph. It's kind of like this. It's like that. Uh, you, you get the, oh, what's it called? What do they call it? The uninformed optimism of things, and you just keep doing things like with such high energy, and then you, you as the work comes, you, you kind of like dip in that motivation, and you get to the valley, and it's, that's where it's like such a dark place, and it's just I want to quit, I, I want to give up on this, and then you start to come up, and you get informed optimism when you start to find that change, and you start to understand wow, this is so much harder than I thought. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. have to put more effort and and work than I realized. And then you go to your success, your mm. your achievement, the feelings that, that it's a whole journey, right? We yeah, all experience yeah. this, but mm. it's something we all have to experience. Sometimes it's sad is when people quit at the that valley mm. and they don't allow for that breakthrough moment to happen. Mm. Does that valley of despair only happen, as Josh was saying, at the middle to end section? Can it happen at the very oh, start? It's, it's, it doesn't... Well, why would it happen at the very start? Because, you, yeah, you, you, I, don't think it, I don't think it happens at the start because mm. you're like, okay, I'm going, you know, you have momentum. Mm. Right? Mm. I, I think what it could be is that this valley will come and go. Mm-hmm. It, it, you as you journey you'll go like this you'll go up and down and up and then back down like it's it's mm-hmm. just such a it's mm-hmm. peaks and valleys of of life with everything you know mm-hmm. but it's what we learn in those times of being in the valley that allows us to get stronger right? mm-hmm. that's why i love that the question you know the, mm-hmm. is you know can we really achieve growth through suffering mm-hmm. um and I, I personally do believe like suffering is it's something we have to go through. We can't avoid that. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll happen in our lives no matter what. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That struggle, that suffering. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. I like to see it as we either choose the suffering or the suffering chooses us. Right. That's mm. why that purposeful suffering, <laughs> if you put yourself in those situations, when you know, you, you've built that with intention. You're putting yourself in that situation. It's like what David Goggins does, right? He goes on freaking ultra marathons back to back with broken toes. And mm. he still does it to see what, how much he can push his limits. Mm. And that's purposefully suffering for him because mm. he wants to see how much he can go. He wants to see his full potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's fun, you know. That's fun. Have you done like long distance running? <laughs> it's not fun. No, 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 no. What I mean is like pushing yourself. It's fun. Oh, of course. Of but course. not. <laughs> I, I don't think I can do marathon with a broken like leg, <laughs> broken ankles, broken everything. Man, I think it's the feeling afterwards, right? It's like, oh, I've done it. I've, I've yes. I did it. You know. Mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the point. I guess. It is. Mm. Well, I think I also when we did that challenge, Gerald, mm. um, I realized something. Mm. I hate running. Mm. I love the feeling after running. Mm. Yeah. Because let's say that, that one time I did that first time I did seven Ks straight. 
I got home from work and my my knees and my whole legs are like gone and I didn't mm-hmm. want to go for the run, but I decided to go for it to see how much I could push myself. And I, mm-hmm. I did that seven Ks, right? Mm-hmm. And that was it. When I got home, I, I said to myself, wow, this feeling is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I, I hate the, the process of running. Mm-hmm. I, I love the outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's why it, it comes to the point of having, do I want to reach the outcome? Do I want to fight for that? Or do mm-hmm. I want to have an easy process? Mm-hmm. But it won't be as, as gratifying and I won't be as satisfied when I achieve at the end. Oh, I was just going to say, what was, the, what was the one thing that pushed you through that? So obviously we have that feeling at the mm. end. And then the one that the, during that period, because for me, yeah, I, mm. I was trying to tell myself, I love this. <laughs> I, was trying to tell myself, I love this. Running. And I really wish I, I read that David Doggins uh, yeah. book beforehand. Because I probably was in the, like wrong mindset throughout the whole thing, that's why I really struggled. Yeah. But yeah, what was it? What was the one thing that for you during that run, even though you hated it, what was it that pushed you through? Okay, so with that, the words of affirmation mm-hmm. that you were talking about, I had a conversation with my friend yesterday about this, mm-hmm. and the things with words of affirmations, they're not going to work mm-hmm. unless we believe it. Mm-hmm. Where if we say things in the hopes it's going to work, we have, we've, already, we've already had that disbelief in it. Mm. So for me, I didn't say those things. I was saying, man, my knees hurt right now. Everything hurts, but I'm going to keep on running because mm. I want to be able to finish this, this run as, as best as I can. Mm-hmm. It, I know I might suck. I might not. There's going to be periods where I might have to walk. Mm. And that's fine, but I'm going to finish it. Mm. I didn't say I liked it. I didn't say I loved it. Mm-mm. I just said what was the honest truth in that moment. Mm. And then I got to a point where it was like three Ks and I was saying to myself, how come I can ste- still, still keep going? Mm. You know, why am I still running even though everything hurts? Right. And I started questioning myself. How are you doing this, man? Mm. And I realized I had to keep talking to myself mm. to, to, to distract myself from the, the feelings, the physical pain that I had. So mm. one thing I heard from one of my, my mentors, because he, mm. he, he, he used to do ultra running, mm. right? He used to do like 100K runs. Yeah. And mm. he, he was talking about, he asked someone who he saw as an inspirational runner and he asked him, how do you get past the pain when you're, when you're having those things when you're running? And he said to him, like, I acknowledge the pain and I, I'm aware of it. And then I put it in the safe. I lock that safe, throw the key, and it's in a safe place. Mm. So it's, it's really about acknowledging what is happening in that moment. Mm. We, can't, we can't discredit what's happened. We can't ignore it. Because when we do, it's always going to come back to us. Mm. <laughs> and mm. yeah, that's the funny thing with words of affirmation. I get it. Everyone's like, oh, I just say these positive words and stuff like that. But I was telling mm. to my friend, you know, you're saying these things. But why do you keep coming back to this worry? Why do you keep coming back? Why aren't you believing what you're saying? And mm. I told him, you're not believing what you're saying because mm. you only think 
that's what you want to believe. You're mm. not acknowledging the the moment right now, mm. and then that's when you can be. You can say those words. All right, what can I? What am I feeling right now? How can I keep pushing myself? And the thing I was telling myself on those runs was I just had a had a, a mantra that I I kept saying over and over again. Mm-hmm. It was I am strong. I am. Oh well, damn! No, you forgot. Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> Oh wait, and I am powerful. I am strong. I am safe, and I am guided. I am powerful. I am strong. I am safe, and I am guided. I'm, mm. you know, I just kept going. Like I was, and mm. I felt powerful. Mm. And even those times, I knew what market was. I didn't give up. I felt like I had more energy. Mm. Right? You, you imagine you're running like seven k straight, and then the last couple hundred meters, you start sprinting. That where does that mm. energy come from? Yeah. So mm. it's, it was kind of mm. just like, you know, how, why do I feel powerful? I want to complete this thing. There was that, I have this goal ahead of me, you know, it's having, mm. there's just a lot of different variables for that. <laughs> But um, does it always work when you do that or? Um... Well, well, here's the thing. Sometimes those, those, those your days It's not always going to be the same as the day before, so you have to remove the expectation of man. I know I did it this day, like this speed. I got here this quick. I have to have the expectation of doing that again. And then when you don't do that, and you you get there at a shorter time or it's not as a good of a run, you. You kind of self-destruct, you self-sabotage because you had the expectation. Oh man, I had to be here at this time. Man, why didn't I do that? I had to change it up and be like, whatever happens, if I beat my time, if I get a faster run, I'm just gonna do the best I can. Mm-hmm. And there's no expectation. The only expectation is I give it my all. Anyway, do you remember when I was talking about the valley of despair? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I remember this. Uh, I was doing this piece, yeah. That mm. took me a month. Wow! To make and in the in the middle of it, like near the end, it's like oh, it's not looking the way I wanted to, mm. and I just I just don't want to do it anymore. It's it's a big piece, and I can't I can't just like leave it there. So I was like, I'll just probably sleep for now and then wake up. Mm. And uh, I didn't realize what what I was doing is um, like. I don't know what's gonna happen, like how good this thing is gonna be or not. I just know that I just have to keep going. Like I have to, the next step. So I can only see the next step, and then that's what I'm gonna do. Mm. Like for now, I'm not gonna think about the end product, and I'm just gonna say, "Oh, I'm just gonna just paint this stroke. I'm just gonna do this." Yeah. And then we'll see where it takes me, and then I'll just keep going and keep going. And then before I know it, it's like, "Oh, I'm nearly finished." Like. And it looks good. I'm like, oh no! Wow! Oh my god! <laughs> Holy! So <laughs> the go, same, go, go. the same when I was doing my, um, for example, ab ab workout, right? Right? Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. I have to, I have to reach 120. But then I was like in 70, so I'm like, oh, I want to give up now. Mm. And then what, what I kept, uh, what, what, I, what I kept telling myself was like, okay, all right, I just have to do 70. I just have to do the next number next to it, like the next step. I have to just think about it. And the next thing I know. I'm in like 
but you know that's all uh, i just have to think about the next step and then i just have to do that and then you know and then eventually you reach the end yeah and that's it well i i really want to come back to this because I had that same realization the first time I did that seven kilometer run. I did have that, those affirmations with the first time I completed it. The first time I did that seven K run straight, I got to a point where it was like four or five Ks in and I started to get really tired. I wanted to give up like physically I was going to break down. But then what I realized, I always had this goal of reaching this certain point, but it was so far ahead. Mm. And every time I kept running, looking ahead, I felt like I was going nowhere until I said to myself, I'm going to focus on the three steps. One, two, three, 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 one, two. And then you, you realize, oh, well, hold on a second. Wait, I'm here now. Like this seems so <laughs> far, so far behind before. Mm-hmm. And I remembered I got past that point and I said, oh, wait, this point is only like two Ks away from home. I can make it straight because I know I can run two Ks straight, even though I'm tired. So my focus at that point was focus mm-hmm. on the one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And every so often I'd look up to see how far I am and then I'd go back, back to the, the small steps. One, mm-hmm. two, three, one, two, three. And you look up again. All right, so far, I keep going, keep going. One, two, three. That's when I realized f- focusing on the small things that have, no significant value right now mm-hmm. done consistently over time will eventually get us mm-hmm. to the goal mm. as because of those times when I was thinking about, I got to get from here to there, man, that's so far away. There's no way I can do that. But when I start to break it down, I can do one, two, three at a time. One, mm-hmm. two, three. That's when I realized, wow, I can do this mm-hmm. just like you, with, you know, mm-hmm. With the drawing, I, I had to do the one or the, the ab workout, one ab, uh, one <laughs> rep at a time, one rep at a time. And then eventually I can get to the 120. That's right. actually how I break down my projects, to be honest. Because yeah. <laughs> like mm. I have to do uh, one project. Yeah, I have to mm. do it within like a month, for example. Mm. And then I break it down to smaller pieces. Okay, I have to do this, this, and this, and this, and that. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually the, uh, I'll get it done. Mm. after a while but it's just a small yeah like you said small steps right mm. yeah that's yeah. it man because in your mind having to do say a marathon is like yeah i do a marathon oh, yeah there's so many kilometers there's so many things <laughs> but focus on just the yeah like you said the one two one two three steps i, I, mm. I can manage that then you yeah. do another one two, i can do that and just yeah. eventually you find yourself at the end yeah. of the marathon yeah exactly yeah. right that, that's what it is isn't there a phrase for it like um uh what's that like one step something about one step and a thousand steps. i don't know i forgot uh, oh no, no i think it's money like you, you you can there's no like something about a dollar and i'm like there's no i forgot the phrase <laughs> i just like to think of it as you climb a mountain one step at a time mm. you know that's the easiest way i could say it you don't oh. come climb a mountain you know like oh, ha- one hill at a time you climb it one step at a time right like it's like um the question is how do you move a mountain one pebble at a time exactly that <laughs> yeah, right? yeah yeah that's what it is oh uh, yep yep that's the one yeah mm. 
Interesting. Well, you know, all right. What about you, Joe? How do you get yourself out of those times when you're feeling in the valley of despair? Yeah, when, I was, when you, you were saying it and you were mentioning it to be at the end. So when I'm doing my creative work with video editing or anything like that, I always find it to be at the start for me. Really? Yeah, it's, that's why I was like, oh, it doesn't happen. Because oh, for wow, me, normally my, normally my trajectory is like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. This is hard. I'm like, I don't, what am I going to do with this footage? What am I going to And then eventually when I, the one thing that always gets me over the hub is like, okay, cool. I found this like mad song. Right. <laughs> so, uh, music or oh. anything like that. Or finding that one, one mm. piece in your, like in your video that, oh, okay, this is going to be my, the thing that's going to push everything. And then you eventually like put all these pieces and you, I don't know, for me, I, I, Put these things together. I was like, "Oh yeah, I get hyped up about my <laughs> work a little bit more and yeah. more." So, just, so it's the very start for me that I'm okay. just like, oh, oh. "I can't, I can't figure out what exactly yeah. I'm gonna do with this." Yeah, it, I think this direction. Yeah, I think I know what you mean about the start. Um, because when I do my video edit- editing as well, it's the start that is the most um, the hardest mm-hmm. to get. You know. After mm. the song, after you find the, <laughs> a bomb song, mm. then, you know, it's good. Mm. But Why do you think you that is? Why do you think that is? Because mm. uh, from, this, from this sense, mm. the way I was thinking it, because it's a different kind of format for creation, mm. it's not like a drawing or a sketch or like a, an art piece where you can start with the rough edges and then you can, that's your guide. Mm. And it's not like a writing piece where it's, I can just put a bunch of words that have potential meaning. Whereas a video is, it's, it's a hard piece because it's, you're creating, you have everything there already, mm-hmm. but you have to put the pieces together yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it's hard because you have all the pieces here, mm-hmm. but you have to create that into one specific thing. Whereas when you, you're, drawing or writing you're mm-hmm. creating it from thin air mm-hmm. that's why i think that the start could be so much quicker and mm-hmm. then the but the, the valley is a bit harder mm-hmm. but then for you guys it, the valley is like so much harder to start and then it gets quicker at the end because you've already started to build, build the pieces together and it starts to look like something mm-hmm. yeah I, th- mm-hmm. I think having that having the pieces already yeah and then you're putting like trying to put this puzzle together but that's kind of interesting because I think with video editing, you kind of come in the middle of the, the project. Yeah. So the filming is the start. Oh, well, even before that's, that, all the brainstorming yeah. and all that stuff happens oh, before. Yeah. Yeah. And then the filming. And then you kind of come at the end because you're the edit, editing piece that puts all the pieces together. So if you look at it in that way, you kind of are the middle and the end. Yeah, yeah. Portion. True, true, yeah. true. That is true. Uh, because you, you don't you wouldn't have the the images without you having to do the video at the start yeah yeah or even right. the brainstorming yeah and all the that brainstorming like, yeah mm. interesting so, yeah i didn't i didn't think of it that way yeah that's that's how you do it mm. so we all us guys here we have creative backgrounds what do you think mm. is something creatives are struggling with right now especially in these times I think creating content, I guess. Mm. I, uh, mm. It's like every day is the same. You don't know what 
you know it's like if you're at home the whole day there's mm. nothing really interesting happening like that you can share or you can you know have inspiration from mm. therefore you have nothing i think that's a struggle mm. or is it we fail to see what is exciting about our life <laughs> yeah that too yeah. <laughs> Because one thing I had on Friday, it was my birthday, right? And I just woke up and I was on the way to work. And I was like, man, I'm 26. Right? But then I changed the way I said it. Man, I'm 26. Like, you know, it's the way we perceive the things that we have that mm-hmm. could make our life more exciting. I was saying, man, I've got a business. I said, man, I have my own business. Man, I have a job. I'm working. You know, you say it with that energy and excitement and you realize what, why, why would I be complaining of what I don't have when Mm -hmm. I should be being appreciative and taking absolute gratitude with what I do have? Mm -hmm. You know, why is it that people focus on the things that we don't have and focusing on the things that we do. What do you reckon is that? I think it's the easy way of, for when people say those, the, the negative part is it's, mm. it's an easy excuse for them to mm. get away with the stuff they're doing. For uh, like, for example, um, if you're, if you're blaming, <clears throat> oh, like, oh man, I, I don't have anything <laughs> that I can do right now in, th- in this house. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I, I had it in my mind before when you were saying it, but no, I lost it. Um, yeah, I'll come back to it. <laughs> I, hate, I hate when that happens too. When you're talking, it's like, oh wait, that just clicks on you and then it comes to your chest. Ah! <laughs> like, oh, fuck. like when I was saying it as well, I was like, oh wait, what, what, what am I saying it? <laughs> What's my point? Yeah, <laughs> what's my point? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey man, that's why we have to try my, my stuff. <laughs> I guess what you're trying to say is like your um, it's a mindset that you you you're trying to take the responsibility away from you, not mm-hmm. not taking yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like ah, uh, you know, it's not my fault. I'm like this. It's you know, uh, yes, it's yes, their, yeah, their fault. Like, and then therefore, mm. I don't have to do anything about it. Yeah. You know, mm. perfectly said, man. That's what uh, I was trying yeah. to say. Yes, but yeah, it's have, being a victim of mm. our circumstance, right? Mm. No matter how justified it is, how valid our excuse is, like, oh, what's that saying? Um, success doesn't care about the validity of our excuses. Mm. no matter how valid they are mm. it, success winning it doesn't care it mm. doesn't care about what what is happening in your life <laughs> if you really if you really want it it's the hard truth mm. if you really want it you're going to remove excuses from that i think uh, taking responsibility is like one of them that you have to get over of you course. know <laughs> from from being from being a victim yeah mm. you mm. have to take responsibility from it for for you know your own situation exactly or else nothing would happen mm-hmm. i guess that's so um if you really want to do it, something it's something that you you know when 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 you're a child 
you expect your parents to fix everything for you, right? Mm. But you're not you're an adult now, so yeah, you just have to do it yourself, and no exactly. one's gonna do it for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that comes with how we're brought up too, yeah. Like as you said, when you're a child, you expect your parents to fix everything for you. Mm. But there's this saying that I really love. I was talking to one of my coaches about this, and he he was saying with his kid, with his kid, she's still young. And he was telling that he and his wife were having a, a chat and they're like, Oh, we have to house proof the house. Like we have to childproof the house. And then he <laughs> said to her, he said to her, why do we have to childproof the house? Why don't we house proof the child? Yeah. You know, it's that different mindset. Right. As opposed to when, when he's, when his child is young, he's already developing the idea I'm going to make you a responsible person for your actions. I want you to learn from your mistakes, mm. but I'm not, you, you have to learn, like uh, you have to remove the expectation. I'll do everything for you. Cause then mm. you're going to develop into that person when you're older, that everything's going to be handed to you. Right. Mm. So it's having that mentality, even at that age that I respect so much about people like that, because they're instilling it to their children at such a young age. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of babying them, it, of course, they're going to, as their parents, they're still going to like take care of, make sure they don't do anything stupid that mm-hmm. could potentially create harm, but they're going to be there enough that they can develop those skills and habits themselves. Remember, like, um, mm-hmm. Jem in Sydney, when we went to Sydney, Gerald? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we were having uh, lunch, and man, there's, his kids were like so young, and mm-hmm. he was like, he, they built that trust that they could just go. Out and buy coffee right? mm, at yeah. such an age. We were just like, "Whoa, what the heck?" Like, how old? How old? Oh, she was like eight uh, or something. Right, right, no, what? Younger. Yeah, they were super young. They were so independent. Yeah, and they were thinking for themselves, and they they had their own responsibilities, and that was yeah. so amazing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like that in um in Japan that like they allow their kids to go to school by themselves? I'm not sure. I'm you don't know. Sure. You don't know about that. <laughs> Apparently, mm. they um. The first, when they start going to school, like, I don't know how old, like, probably, like, mm. early, like, five, I don't know. What's what's the earliest? Like, they can walk. They can walk. And then... <laughs> no, like, two years old. Three years old, man. Yeah. <laughs> you just see, like, children, like, in their uniform would go by themselves, like, a group of children mm. will go to school. Mm-hmm. No parents. No mm. adults. And then they just go by themselves like that. Mm. Maybe think, yeah. yeah, yeah, like what you're saying, like allowing them to go through those things by mm. themselves without you is a good thing. Yeah, mm. um, <laughs> uh, if you keep shielding your child from those things, then yeah. they won't, I don't know, they won't know what to do when something bad happens without you. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah, you become dependent on that, on your parents, yes. Mm. Exactly right. Yeah. That, was, that was the one thing that I, I really wish, because especially because you have your parents and then me being, being the youngest, I have my brother and my sister. Mm. I was, I relied on them mm. heavily for like, well, can you take me to school? Yeah. Or, or um, you know, yeah, like I had my brother and stuff like, oh, can, can, you, can you talk to them? Can you ask them this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'll ask them <laughs> to ask another person. Like, And the worst thing is... Um, they always agreed. They always like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Or even if they um, 
we're fighting against it, they'll eventually like cave in yeah. and do it. And that was like one of my things that I that I wish that I was more independent in that way. Mm. That they just go, no, do it yourself. Mm. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, I'll I'll learn how to do it. And it was only until my bro- my sister my sister moved out and then my brother went to Philippines and then I was like at this age and I'm like, oh man. I have to be dependent now. Yeah. I have to be like, and then I started learning all these things, like the hard way. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, I have to be like, yeah. So if you can teach your kid, even though how hard it is for like parents, because obviously they want to mm. show their affection and like, oh, I care for my child. I'm going to do everything yeah. for them. If they can get out of that mentality and help them in another way, that's more, I think, beneficial for them in the future. Then, mm. yeah, I think they'll grow so much more further and, you know, and be able to be more dependent and deal with situations in their life in the future a lot better. Yeah, mm. for sure. There's yeah. this one line I heard that is, I always try to remember now is don't prepare the path for your children, prepare your children for the path. Mm. And it's kind of like, that makes so much sense, right? Mm. <laughs> you know, How many phrases do you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, I, don't know, I don't know a lot. I just... You know, trying to, try to, try to remember things. Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do my best. <laughs> but it, it, it stood out to me mm-hmm. after hearing that, right? Like, we should be preparing our children for the path, not preparing it for them. Mm-hmm. Because that is what makes them dependent on us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's about just giving them skills, um, teaching them things that they could use so that when they go on their own journey, they're, you have that trust that they can become independent. Right, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we ourselves don't have kids, so it's <laughs> we're, we're, so very we're just talking. <laughs> we're talking out of our asses right now, <laughs> and we're just learning. From, but we're learning from people who have proven those things, right? Well, mm-hmm. that's how we I, learn. I think it makes sense if you have someone under you, mm. like for example, like a younger brother or yeah, only a friend, you know, like that looks up to you or something. Like that mm. I mean, this can apply because. Exactly, yeah. Or may- maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your girlfriend or boyfriend or something. <laughs> like, uh, like, um, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, like, you know, when you, there's a stigma, yeah? If you love someone, then you shouldn't, like, you should protect them. You know, something like that. Like, like if, you're the, if you're the man and, you know, you, you have to protect, you know, your woman or something like that. Mm-hmm. That means does that does that mean you have to shield them from everything, mm. or do you teach them like how to defend themselves without you? Like, are you preparing them without you, or mm. you know, especially when you have a partner, right? Right. Like, I when you, when you're together, you're together, right? But are you gonna are you gonna are you always gonna be there for them all the time? True. It depends on the situation. Yeah. Is it a physical thing? <laughs> <laughs> You got this, man. You got this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even, you know. If you know sometimes a- you have to go grow together, yeah. You mm. have to grow, and if you keep protecting them from um from doing that, uh, from you know from all the things, they might not grow as a person, and then they might like as a result, um, rely on you more mm. to do things for you. I think it becomes like that, like that kind of a relationship. Well, I guess it comes to the, the question, what, what, what is the purpose of a relationship? Two is better than one. Um, is it? Huh? Is it? Uh, yeah. 
Mozart, yeah. Most most times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like I think as a you uh, as human beings, mm-hmm. we are uh, social creatures, uh-huh. and as social creatures, it's one of our need to be in a relationship. If not, we're gonna lose our minds. I think it's one of our needs to be in a relationship. Um, like, what's the purpose of a relationship is uh, our for our well being. Mm. And if we don't have that, we're gonna be, you know, we, we're gonna go crazy. I think that's one of the because um, we were made for that. I think. So why is it sometimes people lose their minds when their relationships? If they don't have any, any. No, I'm just saying. Like sometimes you have people who say, "Oh, just stay single, enjoy being single, don't get in a relationship." I think, I think. Oh, sorry, sorry. What I mean by relationship is any relationship, not, um, not romantic. Like you don't need. Yeah. Um, I think you can have a friend as well. Like that's yeah. uh, that's a relationship. Of course. So, but in a romantic way, I mean, I think it can last without. <laughs> but hang on. As as long as you have the social bit, you you'll be fine. That relational bit. So, what you're saying is a relationship for you is just a social thing. Um, a connection. A connection. A connection. As long as you have a, a connection. connection with yeah. someone, you'll be fine. You you'll be sane. Uh huh. You know, like right now, if you're by yourself in your yeah. own room, yeah. sometimes like. People can get by with their pets because they have kind of like that, you know, uh-huh. relationship or something, something that like you know they can talk to someone like even though they don't know what they you know what you're saying, but at least you have someone there. Mm. Um, I think that's a that's a need. That it's a need. need, yeah, right. Of course, true. I think we, to be honest, I think without it, I don't think there's much of a reason. To live, I'm gonna put it that way. <laughs> we all do. We, yeah, I do agree. Like we need relationships, but what is the purpose of those relationships? Life. Life. I think I. I. I don't think it means. I don't think life means anything without relationships. To be honest, because you know, for example, your business. Yeah, what what are you doing your business for? If there's no other people. Exactly. <laughs> it becomes nothing. But I think the purpose of our relationships we want to do is we want to create those communities where we can help encourage each other, create relationships that are of value for both pe- parties and people in our worlds, right? What's the point of having that relationship if, if it's just, there's no no value in it at all. It's just toxic or just continually negative. There's there's no purpose there, apart from just adding a hurdle to what we're trying to achieve, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't you don't want to be in that kind of exactly, toxic, you know, mm. environment. You know, um, how did we get act- to this point? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just relationships. trying to. The purpose yeah. of relationships, you know. Yeah, but we went from talking about creative stuff to children. And, uh, that's how we got here with children. 
Right. Actually, we can I can tie it back Ooh. to creative Ooh. stuff. Ooh. Please do. So, you know how I said without relationships, um, your you know purpose uh, like life, life means nothing. Yeah. So, when I'm when I'm drawing, what's the purpose? Am I trying to connect them to people? Am I trying to, you know? Uh, express myself to other people if not i don't think my drawing means nothing because if i'm just trying to express myself right that requires someone to look at it and enjoy it if there's no one there i don't think there's any point of doing it mm. to enjoy it like you know yeah so that's how i'm gonna tie it back to the creative stuff right but you're adding value with your pieces. You're giving people a certain satisfaction and intrigue and that conversation of what is this, what does this piece mean? Or what was this person trying to do? You know? like if you think about, yeah, if you think about what you're doing, why mm. you're designing for or why you're drawing, mm. is it ultimately because ultimately because of it's for people, for relationships? Exactly. Yeah. Um, bottom line. So I'm just like bottom line. Mm-hmm. Is it? So I'm. I'm of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's to provide value to other people. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice. <laughs> it's to provide this this message, this value to other people when they see this design, they see this this thing that we're trying to create. You know, the hopes is that they see this message and it uplifts them. It tells them, you know, these things are possible for them as well mm. when they're having these doubts and. I guess it just depends on what we want to try to express, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like we want to connect. Sorry. The, yeah. The final product is we want to connect. Yes. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have you watched a movie where you kind of like, oh, that's, that's me right now when you're watching a movie or reading something, mm. you know, you're connecting with them, uh, with the creator. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So I, I think that's really you know, beautiful in a way. Mm. For sure. What was the, going back to the creative stuff, what's one of the pieces for you that has been your most, one that you really connect with and then you feel like that you connected with other mm-hmm. people? Uh, there was one piece. Um, however, I don't know where it is now. Oh, it's probably destroyed or whatever happened. Oh, no. It's, uh, yeah, I only have what a happened? photo of it. I don't have the physical. Mm-hmm. But the meaning of the piece was um, I am I'm rich, rich. So I'm rich, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's, it's a field with mountains on the, on mm-hmm. the side, right? And into the sunset. So there was, and then there's a boy in the middle, like on the, sorry, on the side running towards um you know the greenish land you know towards the sunset and you can see like waters and it's like all green and everything and then the kid is wearing like um what are, uh like you know a sandal <laughs> i think <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know like what a um, um like a uh, as like a palube i don't know what you what, what you call it in english palube just a, a singlet no, 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 no,
Okay. Right. It looks like a beggar. And then, like, he has, like, you know, rips, rip, um, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah, stuff like that. Like, it looks like a beggar. But the title of the piece is I'm Rich. So, regardless of him looking like a beggar, he has this old, he has the world around him, like, that is, like, rich in, like, everything. Like, mm. you know, you can get whatever you want. And yeah, and then the message, like when I showed it to people, it was like, oh. And then when they they hear the the title, like they understand that okay, even though I'm not, you know, I don't think I'm rich, like um, physically, uh, physically, or you know, with the stuff I in have in terms of money and in terms of money and stuff like possessions. that, I'm rich because. Like everything is provided for us by God, you know, uh, stuff like that. Mm-mm. And yeah, and then I don't have that piece anymore. <laughs> Sadly, mm. just NFT it, bro. <laughs> NFT, bro. <laughs> just NFT your photo. <laughs> yeah, no, this is the only photo. I have. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, so I guess well, you can be rich in many different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm. um, like I that's. You know, it's open to imp- in- interpretation. Like they mm-hmm. can interpret how you know rich they want to be. <laughs> well, what happened to the piece? You said it could possibly in a, be in a fire, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't know where it is now. So okay. I, I've entered it to mm. like some like other like um, competitions mm. and stuff. I always get like uh, like a te- technical award or something because it looks nice and stuff. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know. Wow. Mm. What was the inspiration for you to do that piece? Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was in a low, like low, like brokenhearted and stuff. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know. Uh, coming back to that, like brokenness, like brokenhearted, like the pain, it's actually uh, a good motivator to mm. to make something. Mm. It's like, you know, you're in pain. Like someone mm. is in pain when they're like doing something and then like um, doing, doing it well or something. Like, because, you know, do we have to? Do we have to be in that place to be that productive? No. Sometimes circumstance, we don't, <clears throat> we don't have control of that, right? Yeah. It's what we do in those situations that can help us um, get through it and sometimes it, it could be making art making music you know exercise writing there's so many different things that we we use and utilize that energy towards something greater right mm-hmm. um, it's unfortunate we experience those things but in the end it's what we can do after that after those things happen, I think mm. it's a blessing in disguise. Mm. Mm-hmm. Those painful, you know, periods, I guess. Because mm. in the end, you know, you're better. Right. Mm. When, when I heard that question, it goes back to can you be a good artist without the struggle or the pain? Mm. And I wonder if there's any good artists out there that have gone through like have created this like a masterpiece you would 
I don't know how you define a masterpiece, but yeah. in definition, like, but is there any good artists out there that have created something without having any pain or struggle or anything like that? I think there is. Mm. I want to believe mm. so. Mm. I, I like to believe it. But yeah. Out of oh. all the most famous artists and people who do create those pieces, mm. they're so meaningful because you can feel the emotion in what mm. they've done and mm. it feels absolutely genuine mm. you know it's sad i really mm. think what defines an artist is pain to be honest really yeah mm. um I, i think without it it's not much of an expression you can have um not at least not deep at least because mm. pain makes it deeper what you create and makes makes it have root roots you know, to people's hearts because everyone feels pain and pain is one of the, the things that people like um, relate to. Like, because if you, if you yeah. express happiness, people who are happy and, you know, carefree and like stuff like that will, you know, relate to it, but not because, but everyone like an adult, right. Would see like, uh, You know, that's only for kids, you know, like mm. flowers, you know, sunshine and stuff like that. Kids would know that, but not adults. I mean, they would, but like they know in reality it's pain. So you mm. see a lot of like kids show would be like, like the, the shows that kids like are like very bright and sunny. Mm. But if you look at what we like, like adults, like we have, we, we need more kind of depth to it that's why we have pain and stuff so it's more like uh, a range so of expression so if you can as an artist if you can express sadness and happiness and pain like in like a big range in one piece then i think that's a good piece like you know um that's what i think like like if you look at um i remember this painting by I think it's a Picasso. I'm not sure. I forgot. Mm. Is, is it Picasso? Anyway, it's uh, it's called like it's a, it's a Spanish kind of thing. Something like the the German bomb, like a uh, uh, a village, mm. and it's a painting of that. And you see like distorted figures and everything like that, and it's in like blue ish kind of tint, and you see like how bad like the the scene was. And it, mm. it describes like how bad it is, mm. and and it creates like a reaction from who sees it, like whoever sees it, like oh, what is this? Kind of like that. If you can get some some kind of that reaction, like I don't know. it's almost if you you feel that that negativity pouring out of the 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 canvas, mm. just having that, and then it affects you yourself. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Have you heard Have you heard of anything like, uh, for example, a poem? Have uh, has a poem or a song made you cry, right? Mm. Mm. Is it always uh, has a, a happy song made you cry? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it depends on the moment, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it's happened. It happened. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're feeling, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's like it's the expression. As long as you can get that expression out, like. From people, uh, you know, from your medium to people, like mm. 
I think that's what I would call like a good like piece. Not everyone would relate to it, but if one person, then I think you've done well. Well, I think it, we think that pain is an enhanced emotion, like Gerald was talking about before, how he said it's just so much easier to to be negative and feel pain mm -hmm. as opposed to feeling good, right? But one thing for me is I realized that most times now I, I don't really cry for the sad pain. I cry for like the happy moments, like when you see people who are succeeding or like they're doing something that they won't achieve. That makes me emotional because it's just like, wow, you're, you're actually doing something mm -hmm. amazing, you know? Mm -hmm. That's the stuff that makes me emotional because it's amazing to see that people are pushing past that pain, pushing past all of mm -hmm. the stuff that's going on for something that they genuinely love. Mm -hmm. I think that to me is, that's why when you said, do you cry like happy songs? Oh yeah, I've cried for happy songs, man. Because sometimes you, depending on the lyrics, it, like what you said, in, in the moment, it could relate to me. Mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. i think it's uh i i agree what you're saying like ah what you're talking about is the contrast mm. between the struggle and the result um it's always like that like there's like the pain right mm. and yet this happens it's mm. like the the contrast between them the struggle because you understand the pain the going mm. through it and then they got out of it and yeah. like oh yeah that's happy i'm happy about it like that mm. um i think that's beautiful like like for example like a someone sacrificing their life to save you know someone they love they're like mm. oh no it's a happy ending for that person but it's just that there's a trade-off to that yeah. happiness you know it's like um and i think that's beautiful like a, a nice um like if, if you can have that, like, mm -hmm. that's what stirs emotion. You want to stir it, stir it, you know? Right, right. Mm -hmm. Of course. To have like, yeah, a good um, like peace or something like that. You mm -hmm. want to stir them. Mm -hmm. Like if you have, if you can have a, a movie that makes you happy, angry, sad, depressed, mm. and, and bring them back to like happiness again. Like, oh, that's a, that's a roller coaster ride, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think one of the like best movies would be, would have those elements in it. Um, Any creative piece, movie, song, they all kind of have that thing. Mm. A, good, a good piece anyway, that has those emotions going up and down of happiness, sadness, you know, the unknown and... Mm. <clears throat> What's good about, like, video editing, right? You have the visual, the sound, and then the script. You have that, like, mm. thing that you can, like, work with. Mm. Whereas you have a painting, you only have, like, one, one canvas. Yeah, exactly, to express mm. all that. Right. Um, for music, you only have the ears, right? Like, the words and stuff like that. Mm. But with video, you can do all those things mm. in one thing, right? Or movie. Mm. So it, 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 do you think it's easier in that way, in that sense? Uh, 
I wouldn't say it's easier. I would say it's more, um, I would say, more free, mm-hmm. the way you express it. Like mm-hmm. you can have more <clears throat> variation, like, um, I think you have more freedom to like choose what you would do. Cause like one, one part, maybe the, the music is leading towards the emotion. And then suddenly you have like an image a striking image with you know with the music mm. and it creates like a big effect like effective i get i guess you can make it more effective i guess with mm. all those things coming together yeah i think with video editing you have a lot of different elements that you can pull upon yeah if you want yeah. something to be sad you can change the color tones of the video mm. or even the, the the music make it a little bit more you know somber so with yeah, with you guys, like, creating this one single frame, it's so, for me, I can just imagine, how are you going to get that, like, to pick this emotion mm. in one frame? <laughs> mm. uh, but with us, we work with um, texture, contrast, mm. those things, like f- photography, right? When you mm. have photography, you, have, you can use, like, contrast to, you know, communicate something, even, like, um, what else? Like color and stuff. You can use mm. those elements, but uh, moving images is like mm. photography, one thousand times. Mm. I don't know. Like you have <laughs> oh, sorry, a dimension. You have another dimension. Yeah, yeah. Mm. To work with, mm. which is pretty cool, I guess. Interesting. But <laughs> in the end, in the end you're without people watching it it's meaningless <laughs> true that's a sad real- reality right <laughs> we need people we need oh, yeah. people for our pieces mm-hmm. oh, is there a thing that we don't need people for or do we it's always not, need not the answer but i was actually when you were thinking it when you guys were talking about having relationships and how it's mm-hmm. needed what, are, what about those people that live do live in isolations yeah. Um, for like uh, on purpose, they want to move away from everyone. Everyone mm. for them is there's no reason to have people around. I can I can live my life sustainably. Mm. Have my own farm. I have all this. Blah blah blah. I was thinking about those people. Like, wait, what? Are, what? Are, what are they? Because if they don't have a relationship with other people and they're by themselves what's their purpose what's their what's their meaning like because you, you, you said there's no real point living yeah if they, mm-hmm. if you don't have that well i think what we don't realize with relationships mm. the most important relationship that we need to have is not with other people it's with ourselves because mm. imagine if you go into a relationship with another person and you don't have that relationship with yourself how are you going to make things work, man? Mm-hmm. Eventually that, that we all need our own time to develop ourselves. Right. And why is that? Because our relationship with ourselves has become dependent on someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's why they always say, Oh, focus on yourself, you know, do things for yourself. How do we do that? How do we build a relationship for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Like we always think of a relationship it's with someone else, right? When you when someone says relationship, you instantly 
you instantly think it's with someone else, right? Mm-hmm. We never think it's what's the, my relationship with me, with mm-hmm. who I am. That's the thing that all of us need to develop and focus on at some point. Mm-hmm. And I, the, that's the way I see with, with relationships with another person. It's about both of you still being independent individuals, but building each other and making each other better and not being this one-sided thing. I'm going to get into a relationship because I'm helping this person become their best selves. It's a journey for both of you to become better, but just knowing that you have someone there by your side who's going to be supportive of you and what you're doing. That's Mm -hmm. the way I see relationships. Mm. So, mm. I guess the question is, how do we build that relationship with ourselves? First of all, I ask like I ask people who wants to be in a relationship, right? I ask mm. them, um, "Would you marry yourself?" Mm. And they'll be like, uh, "I don't know. I don't like myself." <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, those kind of answers, <laughs> like. Um, you know, if you don't like yourself, then how is that other person going to see a value in you if you don't even like, you know, value mm. yourself? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like, you get those kind of answers, especially from younger people because they don't, they don't really know themselves. I feel mm. like an old person. But anyway, <laughs> I still don't know myself fully. But, you know, when you have that understanding that you don't have, you have to kind of accept who you are first, and then you'll be able to, you know, know what you can, like, you know, you can do. Mm-hmm. Apart from mm-hmm. you finding yourself in another person, and then when the person is gone, you lose yourself again. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's having those moments by yourself and being really truthful to yourself. Mm. And like you said, Josh, like, knowing um, these are the things that are about me that I have to accept, but also these are the things that are about me, but do I wish to change these things that are going to make me better? Mm. Yeah. It's having that time alone and then thinking to yourself, you have to really dig deep. Why am I this way? Why am I, why do I act this? Why do I have this certain fear about this certain thing? Is it because of this, blah, 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 you know? And then, yeah, just being truthful with yourself. Mm. You know, because <laughs> I'm reading that David Goggins book, but, you know, if you, if you, if the way you're like your, your education, you don't feel like you've done enough, you know, tell yourself that you, you are dumb, like, or tell, tell yourself that, you, you know, you're not as smart as you believe you are. So mm. what are you going to do? But what are you going to do about it? And, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's taking responsibility, right? <laughs> yeah, for yourself. Mm. And, what is that? I was going to say something, but I forgot. <laughs> Man, one thing I realized, I swear with that, that running challenge, I had so much time with myself mm. being alone. Mm. And that's where I came to another realization was when you're alone running without any external, I, I mentioned this in the, the last, last, last episode, how when you, you're, you're alone, that's why when I run and walk, I don't have headphones or anything. I get rid of any external stimulation, just 
me and the world, right? Um, one thing I noticed is when you're alone, that's when you have your truest conversations with yourself, right? And it's, it's, it's hard sometimes because the conversations you want to have with yourself is the stuff you don't want to hear, stuff you don't want to accept. And it's something we have to reflect on and analyze. Why do I feel this way? Why do I don't want to, why don't I want to accept, accept the, these, these facts about me, these, these, these words that I tell myself. But in those times, you have to be so, so brutally honest with who you are. And that's the only way we can reach acceptance. That's the only way we can actually reach growth is accept who you are like right now. And if you're missing something, if you're lacking something, like Gerald said, like, what are you going to do about it? You know, what was the point of worry? Um, in that uh, conversation, what, 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 what is that? How does that go? Like what the conversations like? I have with myself. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's kind of like, man, why are you so, so emotional about this certain topic? Why does it hit you so much? Why did you act that way before? Why did you do those things to yourself? And it's, it comes to the point where you, you, you have to say, you, you really have to talk to yourself. Sometimes I do like, I'll be like, oh man, I felt this way because of that. And why was, was it that feeling that made you do those things? You know, it's, it's like you said, you have to break it down, break down those conversations, going back to the why, why, mm-hmm. until you can find, all right, I don't know how to answer that question. And then you have those conversations, you reflect on that conversation and you just, uh, you sit with it as well. Like sometimes if I don't go on those runs or walks, I'll just, sit down alone for a moment and just let those thoughts, whatever I'm thinking come out. Right. That's what like meditation is. It's you, you know, when you do meditation, sometimes they'll say like, Oh, just focus on now, whatever comes like whatever thoughts, you know, let them come and go in those times where you're intentional about, Right, what's the first thought? What's top of mind that's coming in? You, you really look into it. You analyze. All right, I'm feeling this certain way. Um, what is it about this situation that's making me feel this way? And what can I do to not feel this way? Or how can I overcome these feelings? What steps can I take? What can I do right now? It, it's very reflective. It's just deep introspection for on who you are and mm-hmm. what, what you've been doing. You know? Mm-hmm. Or it could be a conversation like, yeah, you got this, you know, let's let's go. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna win, you know, like mm-hmm. the conversation just varies. No, it's like, I'm just gonna say like it's it's it comes down to like your self-awareness. Mm about yourself exactly mm-hmm. have you had those conversations with yourself josh um yeah all the time mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I just like I just talk to myself saying like um for example like if I'm doing a painting for example mm-hmm. or a drawing or something I would ask myself what am I doing what is this for and what mm. who am I doing this for and is it worth it to do it um yeah I have it all the time um I think there's never a day that I didn't talk to myself like for example I'm working on a like a problem right I would ask myself okay how am I going to do this and then I, have, I would have like different solutions like he would have different solutions i'm like i'll just speak from that like oh yeah how about this no how about this hmm. oh how about this no you can't do that because of this oh you can't do that because of that so i'm pretty much like bouncing ideas hmm. with myself for a solution and there, that, but do you think there's a difference between talking uh, to yourself and talking to yourself about yourself hmm. <laughs> that makes sense so like so, you mean like ah uh, Like, why am I feeling this way kind of thing? What I'm talking about is when you're talking about your, uh, yourself, to yourself, about yourself is, <clears throat> I don't know, like talking about who, who am I as a person? What are, my, what are my weaknesses? What are my strengths? What are, what are the things that make me who I am? Do you ever have those conversations with yourself in, in that sense? Um, I think... Those kind of conversations happens when, like, I don't, I, I'm not sure whether if I had that kind of conversation. Well, have you I, ever I, been, like, intentional about having that conversation? Like, who so, am I? No, no, I mean, like, when, when I say I sit alone, in those times, I set that time aside to be intentional about me. And the conversation I'm having as opposed to having a conversation because I'm doing something. <laughs> Have you ever been just set time aside for yourself? Just you, nothing else. Yeah. When I'm like prayer or anything. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Praise is a sort of meditation as well, you know. It's like, okay, like I think we, uh, what, what are you trying to um, get at, like in terms of it's the, um, the self-awareness of being, sorry, of being, mm. <laughs> of being, sorry. Um, it's like without, It's like your consciousness being conscious of your consciousness kind of thing. <laughs> What conversation are we going to get to right now? <laughs> Because, Because, about you your... <laughs> yep. You know what I mean, right? Like, no, no. I, I do. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Mm. Yeah. So um, for me, um, for my being, I don't know how I'm going to put it in words, but having conversations with your being or your own like existence or consciousness mm. is somewhat kind of a not I wouldn't say magical but it would be like as long as you're aware of your of that and who you are everything else like everything that you think of kind of uh, anchors from it like who you are anchors from it 
because without that kind of um, being yourself or the very definition of you, <laughs> of Jasper or of you know Gerald or Josh or myself, is anchored to that. And as long as I, I don't think it has like a um, a, so, a a solid kind of shape that you can like say, okay, this is this, this is that. It's more like uh, I think an assurance of because who because you are thinking, therefore you are you are who you are. <laughs> If that makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, like is this my mind my is brain? Quick. My mind is <laughs> my brain's fried. <laughs> my mind was not quick enough to pick up what you're saying. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think about it. I, I do understand where you're coming from, but I believe there's a difference when you're intentional about your conscious thoughts, because there's a difference between me doing something and then I'm active and then I'm thinking and having those conscious conversations. There's a, I feel like there's a difference because I'm being stimulated at the same time through a certain action. Whereas, uh, as opposed to me just sitting down for a moment of time and being laser focused on who I am holistically and really understanding who I am. That's why I believe when you're alone, With your thoughts, without anything, your truest consciousness will talk to you. Because we're so filled with distractions these days, hmm. and those forms of activities they are kind of a distraction, right? Hmm. Why do you think monks or those type of people they meditate for hours on end? Just alone, and they have so much peace in themselves because they truly know who they are, and what they stand for as people and their purpose. That's why I believe there's a difference between having those active conscious thoughts through activity and being intentional about being alone with who you are. So that so there's a difference. I do believe there's a difference. I would say. That, um, indeed, there there's a difference in function. I guess I think mm. there's both in the same kind of uh, same realm of uh, is this like you're in it, but you're in. Uh, so you say the thinking about the problems and everything, talking to yourself about this and that. Is outside of what the inside. What's happening? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm trying to understand. Like, I'm trying to say this: if you take all of that away, your ability to do anything, who are you? Dang. All right. Cool. That's it. That makes sense more. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry. I, I... When you start talking, about, when you take your inside and you go outside, like, what the heck? What's going? On? <laughs> okay. But, yeah, that's yeah, why. That's... I, that's why I guess I'm clarifying is one. If you take everything away, 
all the activity, all those external things away. Who are you? You know, that's what I'm trying to say, right? Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, that's why I love talking to you because you just you have this new perspective. No, no, no. I'm saying uh, okay. No, no. I, I'm in the right. I'm in the right realm. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That because I thought about this when I was 13. I think it was. Oh wow. 14. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm saying. I, I asked myself, okay, if I'm not, if I can't draw, I'm not an artist. It, sorry. Like if I can't do this, then I'm not this. Mm. If I can't do this, then I'm not this kind of thing. Mm. Then if I take all those away, then who am I? That I ask yeah. that. Yeah. And that's a, that's a question I asked when I was like a teenager. And then now I was like, I think I know who I am. Mm. And it's not it's not something that I gave myself a name for. Like it's who God gave me, like who he said I am. Because mm. For me, my consciousness, right, doesn't come from me. Like, I'm not created by me. Mm. I'm created by someone, and that someone has know who I am. Therefore, what I, who I am is who he said I am. Make sense? I, I don't believe that your own consciousness can know itself by itself someone like god has to tell you who created you who you are therefore i believe god who who he said i am i believe what if what if god what if those thoughts and that thing that's speaking to you when you're by yourself is god speaking to you like the the consciousness yeah what if you what if that is him what if, he's, um, what if that's him speaking through your consciousness to you? I think in the very definition of my own consciousness, it cannot be God. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. Because I am my own consciousness and I am not God. I'm not saying that you're God. I'm just trying to say, what if that's God trying to communicate to you through your thoughts? I mean, yeah, God can do that. Yeah. yeah. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But I am not my own. Uh, God is not like consciousness, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never said he was a consciousness. <laughs> I just think what if you could use it as a tool to communicate to you. Yeah, no, no. I'm just making it clear for yeah, yeah. Know, of course. So confusing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it could be. Yeah. Uh, God, it, I mean, God can also also do that. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, you're you you place a lot of trust, all, all your trust in God pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's how I ended up with who I am. Mm. Like if you, um, I don't know what um, your uh, resolution after that, after your meditation of that mm. is, but that's my resolution. Putting your trust. For yeah, for mm. me. Mm. When I go to that kind of stage, when you said about meditating about, you know, mm. by yourself. Mm. Yeah. Because... I'll tell you what I what what happened after that. Okay, mm. once I realized that, I I don't feel I don't. There's no pressure. Yeah. From to be becoming what uh, you know what other people what any other people will say about you. It's only who 
like the only opinion mat that matters is um what God says who you are kind of thing. So how does God talk to you? Sorry? How does God talk to you? Through anything. Like so I I don't say like anything like uh it's like yeah any actually to be honest, yeah any 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 means um that he can. As so it can be a sign, it can be your consciousness, it can be yeah, uh, but at, as long as it doesn't contradict what he said in his revelation, that kind of thing. Because you have to have the knowledge of who God is before. Sorry, you have to know who God is first before you can know his voice, if you know what I mean. Like, you have to have that kind of communion first. So, for example, how would you know your mom's voice? If you haven't heard his her voice in the first place, if you haven't known her, for example, like when um, when she calls your name, how do you know it's her? Mm. How do you know what God sounds like, Morgan Freeman? I am God. Oh, that's a pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I just, I just, I, I just see where it comes from. I guess it comes back to you, what you want to believe, right? Uh, yeah, um, what I want to believe, or is it what is, is? <laughs> that's not, that's not make sense. Can I ask a? So have yeah. you, this is a personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer if you not, but. Do you feel like God has spoken to you and he communicated to you directly? Um, directly, yes, but not in a way that you know Morgan Freeman would, <laughs> would, would you know, Joshua. Would go Joshua. No, no, no. It's not. It's not like that. It's more like it's not something you can describe. It's something that you can. Uh, that you know already like uh, it's not it's not much I can say that I can you know describe it as apart from um, it's not how we speak today like it's not how we commute like with mm-hmm. each other like uh, you know you I hear you mm-hmm. my ears physical ears and then you know mm-hmm. it's not like that it's more inward inward kind of thing from in and out kind of mm. <laughs> I don't you know, yeah. I don't know if I'm making sense but it's if there's an allegory I would say if back in the day they don't know how I would no it can't it, it, it has to be the dimension stuff like it's like you don't understand the next di- uh, dimension if you're not in that dimension. Yeah, yeah so like, the follow-up question, so how did you know it was God that was talking to yeah. you? Yeah. I, I, like, as I told you, like, if you know his word, like his revelation, which is like the Bible itself, then you'll know who it is, like, speaking to you. Once you know that, like, mm. um, first, you would, 
you would need to have that knowledge first like uh or else you would you wouldn't know what's the difference between this and that like you know uh for example when you're a child like how do you know your dad is not your dad like how do i know my dad is not my dad yeah. <laughs> what my dad is my dad what is my dad what do you mean uh how do you know my dad is my dad Oh, yeah, or your mom, or your mom. How do you know your mom is your mom? Yeah, how do you know your mom is your mom? DNA. <laughs> DNA. <laughs> DNA test. DNA test. They're the, they're the ones that care for you at the start. They're the ones that... Yeah? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, through experience. When you're a child, you experience that, okay, this is what a mom is, and therefore you associate that with mom, like who she is. Therefore... But, uh, you could say that your mom dad or whatever that is all of the perception on what we value yes um because some people could have a mom and dad but don't consider them as their mom and dad because of the way they treated them but then see someone else as their mom and dad it's because of the relationship yeah <laughs> yeah So we're going back to that relationship. It's you cannot know God if there's no relationship. If you have a relationship, you know who that person is. So how do you so, know who God is? Through a relationship, through experiences. So if God does this or says this, who he is like he cares. Like for example, I will say you, my, okay, my mom, example, she would cook for me every day. She would do this for me. She would do that and she would love me kind of like that, right? And then there's a connection. There's like that communion and love and like back and forth kind of thing. Same with knowing God. It's the same thing. Like it's knowing God is a re- relationship, not so much of like I know. It's not a mind, like a knowledge thing. Okay, just because I know what it says you know, in his word or who he is, doesn't mean I know him. Right? You can know a lot of, you know, a lot of things about, for example, Justin Bieber, but you don't really know him personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can know a lot of person about a person, but you don't know them personally. It's mm-hmm. not the same. Um, I can know. So in this sense, the relationship we have with anyone is what we believe it to be. Yes. Yes, I would say that, yeah. Because you could say the exact same with you, like, or with anyone who studies the Bible or scripture. Just because I, I've read it doesn't mean I know God. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. much, yeah. 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 It's so, something we create for ourselves. What do you mean by we create for ourselves? So how do you really know who, 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 what? It's a relationship that you believe, Right. Okay, so God. How, how do you know if that relationship is real? Is that what you're asking? Or? Yeah, I guess. Let's, let's go with that. Okay. Yeah. How do you know any relationship is real? You, you communicate with that person. If there's no communication, if there's no feedback, then there's no relationship. How do you know it, when God is actually talking to you, though? Because then we could consider anything as a sign from God. Or is that really God speaking to us? Uh, no, you, you can't. Um, you can't say that, like, uh, so 
the only way to know that if you're speaking to God or not is whether you've experienced knowing, experience Him himself at the start. How did you know you experienced God, though? So experience comes from knowledge, right? So you have to have knowledge first of him existing first before you know you can have that um, relationship or whether you can have anything, actually. Like you have to believe your mom exists before you can have a relationship with her. So what I'm trying to say is it just comes from belief, what you want to believe in. Faith experience life like uh it's not just belief i would say i wouldn't say it's just belief because uh if you heard of faith before yeah you heard of faith right mm. it doesn't mean like this but this blind faith blind faith is just you just believe without any um proof or evidence or any reason to and actually faith the actual meaning of faith is with uh, with evidence. The reason why I believe with with evidence. So, the reason why I believe that the sun comes uh, comes up every morning is because I experienced the sun the day before that it went up, and then it went up again the day before the day before. Therefore, tomorrow I can believe that the sun can come up the next day. Or how I believe I have faith that a pilot, I have faith that the pilot have went through training to go to fly school or plane school. (laughs) Even though I have never met him, I have faith that the pilot can fly the plane safely and not kill all of us. Like, um, would you think it's blind faith that I just believe that with, even though um, I never knew that person or no evidence that this person has taken all the necessary steps to become a pilot? For example, it's just because to true experience, the pilot means they have done this. Therefore, I can have faith that, you know, like, how do you know, um, for example, your girlfriend's not going to cheat on you? It's because you have faith in that person in, before, in your past experiences that she's been faithful to you. Therefore, you can confidently believe that she will not cheat on you in the future. Uh, and then I would connect that with God. Like, therefore, God, because of what I experienced God to be in my life, whether he said this or not said this, is through experiences. The same way. God mm. exists, you know, like that. Mm. That, does that make sense? Fair enough, man. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, no, 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 I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, feel free to ask, like, um, mm. So I'm guessing we never really know. We just have to have faith. I mean, I would disagree with that. Why? I would disagree with we never really know. I Um, think we never really know. We just believe it's what we want to believe is true. 
I disagree with we never really know that that point there. But we want to believe what we want to. I, I can agree with I can agree yeah. with, with with the belief we want to believe, but I cannot agree with we we never really know. Because in this case, you can know through the experiences that you're talking yeah. about. Okay. Exactly. So, okay. but what you what you're trying to say is without like not knowing is whether in the future. Because you know, for example, your girlfriend or wife, you don't know whether they're gonna be the same person they are the next day. But for God, it doesn't really apply because it doesn't change. So therefore, you can trust in that forever. Okay, it's such a it's such a deep topic, and there's a, there's a lot of things to unpack in terms of because we can always go back and forth on this topic. Sorry, I'm giving I'm giving you like a concise kind of short answer to it. It's gonna, what's your long answer? What's your long answer? My long answer is let's uh, prepare for a year of um, talking about this. A year, or maybe more than that, because you're never people are not never gonna understand it once if they don't know like. Because uh, there's a certain step that you have to go through for you to understand everything about it. Like, um, so that step is like making him a part of your life, pretty much. If you don't do that, then there's no, there's never, you can't really um, understand it because you're not ready to, you know, kind of put him in, in a part of your life and stuff. In this case, is it's making him your actual um, Lord and Savior kind of thing. And you cannot have that as long as if you don't do that. Your, the first step is to drop kind of your uh, belief, your former belief, and accept a new, a new thing. So yeah, so pretty much like you cannot. Um, it's like in the Bible, it says you have to believe, right? Um, but it's not just that. It says you have to repent, but you have to believe first that He exists, and that you know, and that, and everything, and uh, you have to accept Him accept his offer of life kind of thing. And once you've accepted that, you're regenerated, you've become a new person, therefore you can get rid of the things that you you couldn't get rid of. This Mm -hmm. is more like a a spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. Because a dead, if you're spiritually dead, if you're dead spiritually, you would not understand what life spiritually is because a dead thing cannot, doesn't have a consciousness about what life is. Right. Death is like, you know, when you talk about death spiritually, you're talking about atheism. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would say like, 
Yeah. So death pretty, pretty much means separation. Separation. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking about death, I'm talking about separation. So it's death means here is death, separation from God. And once, you know, we, you know, like what we believe in the Bible, it says like we believe in Jesus Christ and we're saved. God gives us that life. Therefore, we are born again kind of thing. That's the, that's the terminology for it. And once you're alive, you can now commune with God and have a relationship with him. But you cannot understand that communion if you don't, you know, accept that, that life that he offers, mm-hmm. which is found through the knowledge, like was given the revelation in the Bible, which is, that's why the good news, the Bible means, the gospel means good news. Basically, it's a good news that, okay, good news, <laughs> we are able to go to heaven through God, uh, through him. We are now, we're not going to hell anymore because this is the good news that we have a way out. That's the good news. And when you accept that, you can have that communion. That's why people pray to God directly, not through priests and stuff. Uh, before, in, back in the day, uh, like in the Hebrews time, they would have a temple, they would, they would have a sacrifice, and they would have this, all this kind of like stuff that they have to do to like cleanse their sins and stuff. But now all we have to do is if we believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again on the third day, then that same life that he had, that he has offered us, that um, caused him to become resurrection again, will be with us as well. He would have that same power. So therefore we are alive again spiritually now. And in the end, the end of days, live again physically again so that's the hope that we have in christ spirituality it's like you have parts yeah of your life like you have the physical what else what do you have like physical spiritual is it only spiritual mental mental Mental? emotional emotional Four, only four. Is there only four? Sorry, the, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Your well-being involves spirituality. Your well-being. Mm-hmm. You can have all this stuff, but spirituality, spirituality will have that question of what's the purpose of life and who, who you know, what I'm doing, what what am I doing here, and stuff like that. Mentally, you cannot really answer that mentally. It's just like your emotion, uh, your, you know, what's happening in your head and stuff. And emotionally, that's also part of, you know, you are like um, what you're feeling right now. Like what's, you know, you're reacting to what's happening. And physically it's your, how you react to the world, like physical world. But you have this other stuff that's spiritual where you can, um, that goes beyond all those things because you're not just a physical being you're also a spiritual being as well so you need that as well as a person and uh, a part of like part of that's why prayer 
and meditation can be two the same things because they can um, they involve kind of uh, you know because in your mind you're praying at the same time when you're praying you're involving the spiritual kind of side to it anyway that's uh <laughs> a big topic that uh yeah a big topic in a nutshell in a, nut- <laughs> in a nutshell but going back to creativity you, you you do have a lot of things that you can express through arts mm. from that i guess like um how do you express love for example what is love yeah how do you express love through like for example a painting or music well what is love what is your definition of love <laughs> oh <clears throat> can i ask you can you ask can i ask you guys first <laughs> <laughs> what is love That's... what is love baby <laughs> <laughs> Answering that, like that's a, um, I don't know. Does it, love can be many things to different people? Is it really, mm. or is it like one, like definition? I don't know. I would say like one, yeah, definition of love. Because if you keep moving the definition of love, is that really love? Just because there's multiple meanings, so it doesn't mean you yourself keeps moving it. Yeah. So. Does that mean the meaning of love is something that doesn't change? It probably doesn't change for that for yourself. Yeah. Mm. But the meaning. So what would that difference be? It's just different experiences. So how we mm. perceive what love to be is for me is, um, you know, having someone that I can trust or. I guess it depends on your values, what you, what you hold valuable to you. And then you put those things in, okay, this is what, if this person is able to hold those same values. And, I, don't know. Mm-hmm. I would I say. I think you're robotic again, Josh. I am Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I am Optimus Prime. <laughs> I, let me just try again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think love is tied, is linked to truth. It's not separate. It's linked to, it's like together. You can't, you can't have, if you don't have truth, love is not possible kind of thing. <laughs> I right? can already see this going to such a deep topic. <laughs> <laughs> There's no simple answers There's with no Josh. <laughs> But yeah, do you, do you think so? That's what I think as well. Uh, that's what I think. Without truth, there's no love. Uh, possi- uh, the possibility of love is zero. What is what, truth? What, what is truth? <laughs> <laughs> what is truth? Man? What's the truth, bro? What is truth? 
Jesus. So, so yeah. So <laughs> going back onto that. So, what, so you have this connection with um, you made the connection truth and love. So uh, yeah, you can ha- you cannot have love without truth. Mm-hmm. So what true do, love. Do, okay. So what what's the definition of of, of love for you? Uh, uh um. Mm. I think my definition of love would be because love is truth and truth is love. And uh, what is truth, truth then? What is truth? Uh, sorry, truth doesn't, uh, sorry, love doesn't include evil. So it's good. So love is good as well. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. Love is the culmination of truth and goodness description of it that's what you believe love is truth yeah and goodness goodness oh sorry three three so we'll, we'll make it try it sorry <laughs> wait it the holy shit. Shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he knows what love is good definitely uh, love is good true and it is in the way it's will free free will so mm. you cannot have love without free free will. Do we have free will? I would say yes, we do. Why do you think that? The answer to that, I cannot answer. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> um, then we're going to get into a discussion about free will and determinism. Oh. And then okay. you're going to have, we're, we still have truth that we need to. <laughs> Didn't understand. we have this conversation before? <laughs> <laughs> no, we had something else, man. <laughs> okay, let me just go back to my point about love. Okay? <laughs> Bro, we're, we're overcomplicating love so much, man. <laughs> no, it's not complicated. It's not complicated. Why, why is it? What is it? Right, simplify it then. Simplify saying, love to me. I'm saying simplify it's, love to the people listening. I would say love includes free will and goodness and truth. That doesn't tell me anything. Okay. What if I th- what if I say love is a um a combination of things that doesn't tell me anything together it doesn't tell me what love is it's so ambiguous it's it's such a it's so it's too ambiguous and that's what oh. makes it so complicated okay fine how about how about we start with what is not love then? I'm trying to remember what how did it lead to this what is love? <laughs> what, was the, what was the question before that? Oh, the question the question was how how do we express love through creative means? Okay. Remember? And then okay. he just was like, oh what is love? <laughs> it's not it's not my fault that we went here. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm trying to remember <laughs> what the question was beforehand. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no I wouldn't, I, right now, I, I don't think I have a concise answer of what is love is. But all I know right now is you cannot, ha- you cannot love without choosing not to love. And, you ca- and, and um, love cannot be evil because love is good. Because I know love is good in itself. You have and, a way with words. That confuses me. <laughs> far you can out. love without having. What, what did you say it again? You can. So, 
you can okay. you cannot you can you cannot have love without love. Oh, sorry, without you cannot have you <laughs> cannot have love without choosing not to love. Without choosing not to love. Okay. So it's a free will thing. So, I if I can choose not to love you, if I have that ability of will to not love you, and I choose to love you anyway, that is love. Mm. So yeah, you're saying yeah, it's it's free will. It's yeah, love is not so supposed to be something that you're you force or yeah, yeah. you hold captive. Yeah, mm. Mm. yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Mm. And uh, would you define love as good or bad? What is good and what is bad? Because that that's that's subjective too. What mm. is good? What is bad? Yeah. So okay. So in in your definition, love is subjective. Because everyone has a different different definition of love. There's no one way of explaining it. There's no cookie cutter for love. There's no one blueprint for it. Mm. The way I love is not going to be the same way you love. That would be wouldn't be that expression of love would be very varied. Expression yeah, of love is varied. So we we all know expression of love is varied. It's you know you can express in different ways, but we're asking what is love. Yeah, what is love? What is love? Yeah, you know if I can express it in like in a poem in a. <laughs> Do you know the, the, the Bible's definition of love? Huh? You know the Bible's definition of love? Oh, there is yeah, there is a definition. Yeah. What's the Bible's definition? Okay, let me just get it. Wow. I just remember, like, love is patient, love is Yeah, that one. That's the one. Yeah. You got it. Uh, I think... Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, that, that's, the, that, that's, that's, the, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but I, don't know the, the, uh, I don't know the whole thing. Oh, you want me to find it? Okay. Oh. <clears throat> Please, no, rise. Please, Please rise. Please right, rise. Please rise. We're having a um, Bible study right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you made it this far into the podcast <laughs> we are gonna have Bible study now <laughs> what is love wow hey did you expect it that's to be like lo- this of course I did that's why I love talking to you <laughs> crazy conversations man. nah it's gonna be very deep you know because uh, once you know you know but how do you know if, what you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love your questions. Is because you you try to kind of bring out like I'm trying to unpack it because imagine yeah. someone listening to this, they're trying to find those answers too, right? Okay, this is the definition of love in uh, the Bible. In the Bible, yeah. So Peter, who was writing this, I think, yeah, pretty sure. Um, he says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it, is no, uh, it keeps no r- records of wrong, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So, you know what that tells me? It just says some stuff that it's not. Huh? Mm, say it again. It describes love as it's not. Love it's just not. tells me love is an action. Action. So what type of action? Like what you just said. Being patient. 
being honorable. So love is something you do? Yeah. To other people? No. Because you can do it to yourself too. Oh, that's sort of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying love is an action for all of us. Okay. I, I think I, you're onto something. Yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> We're going to come back to the question, man. How do you know what you know? <laughs> love. love. Sorry, sorry. Let's, let's yeah, go back let's, to love. Let's go, let's go back to love. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, let's love go. is um, an action you do. So it's, it's something you do uh, where... So love only exists in a relationship relationship meaning between two people or two persons does it have to though huh does it have to so a relationship sorry it has to exist in a relationship so you're saying you can't have a relationship with yourself like if you say you can have a relationship with yourself therefore there's a relationship therefore there's can they can be love yeah but that's not two people okay i wouldn't say okay fine well we'll say i'll just say relationship Okay, whether it is two people or with yourself, uh, or, or ten people, objects. <laughs> I don't. Okay, with it, with this definition, I don't think objects would in, be included because they cannot choose to love you. Objects cannot choose. Now you're so only love can happen if this this two way. Huh? Yeah, it's a two way thing. Yeah. Okay. So what's unconditional love then? Unconditional love is you love someone regardless of who they are, what they do. That means it's exactly. back and forth though. Hmm? That, that, means, but that means you're not receiving the love from another person though. I would say from without, what? Like, without that other person oh, that oh. you're loving, the object of your love, right? You cannot... There has to be an object of your love, sorry. Yeah, but from this point, you're saying love is transactional. Huh? You're saying I'm not, I'm not saying it's transactional. I'm saying it has to exist that there has to be an object of love, that you have to be loving something. But you, you mentioned before that you have to give love and you have to receive it also from that, some, that person as well. I, I, didn't, I didn't say... Um, well, that, that, that's not that's not exactly what I, like I said. Let's just say something. Wait, wait, hold on. Let's just say something. We always like. Wait, what do you mean by that? I'm not trying to dissect it. Right. It doesn't no, make no. sense. Sorry. Okay. Let's, let's, we should if let you, if you heard, if you heard, if you heard from me, yep. from what what I understood from me, that there has to be a transactional kind of thing. I'm just saying that there has to be an object to it. So I have to be loving something for it to be called love. I have to do, choose something, you know, there has to be an object to it. So it, like what you said, a verb needs to have an object, right? Or doesn't need to mm -hmm. be, but like he has to have an object to make sense or something. You're doing something to do something. Like you said, love is an action. And the action to what? To who? You know what I mean? So 
the object has to exist or else they won't just, you know, you can say I love myself. So therefore the object is yourself of loving. Hmm. Does that make sense? So, yeah. Um, what's the question? <laughs> Well, one of the questions Jasper said was like, what's unconditional love? Oh, yeah. What about? Okay. Yeah, unconditional love. It's something that you don't earn or you don't you have don't. To, no merit, but you still receive it. That's unconditional love. Like your mom, like your mom loves you. Regardless how ugly you are. Damn. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but, you know, the love is still there. Like, you know, conditional. Like, you love your son or your, 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 you know, your children. Regardless if they rebel against you or if they hate you. Your love is not, you know, given back, but you still love them. That's unconditional. Unconditional love is when... Okay, now we, yeah, it's when you still love that person and yet still forgive them, even though they've done something worse or bad against you. It's hard so, not having a certain expectation of receiving anything back. Pretty much. It's a God, uh, sorry, love is always giving. Yeah. Always giving. Um, and if I, I just realized that all the examples of love is always doing something within a relationship you cannot do i think i don't think it exists outside that so if not if it doesn't answer anything at least we can get a better understanding of it i don't know when you're gonna get married like when you get married you say i do and i do right it's a choice between it's a covenant between you that you choose you chose to and you promise to each other that you will stay together and it's something that you do to each other. Therefore, I reckon if you want to express love, is express it through a story, a movie, stuff like that. With all the I think you've fried our, our brains to the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like your I like your I like your um, thought process because you go through so many different yeah, it's just different. Do you notice that everything is connected to from what we talked about from the start to love and everything? So I would say it's it's not um, it's a holistic view of life itself. It's not something that you can compart like compart you know put into compartments, and it's not connected. It has it's a web. Like life is a web of things. And I think in the center of that web is relationships. Mm. And in that relationship, there's love. Mm. Yeah. That's how I'm going to put it. And then everything stems from that, to be honest. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. Yeah. Now, maybe I would draw. Maybe I can draw something like a web and then put like <laughs> mini people in it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it just gave me like an inspiration of like 
mm. a visual thing. Anyway, but interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. What do you reckon, boys? Been like two hours already. <laughs> two hours and thirty minutes. Oh wow! Yeah. Has it? Oh mm. my gosh! Jesus, that was fun though. It was very fun. <laughs> very fun frying our brains. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess what value did we bring to someone listening? <laughs> we could have hoped. Well, if if you're gonna take away from this is mm. <laughs> love is not doing stuff. No, no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> simplify love, bro. Uh... Simplify it. How would you simplify love? We don't need. We wouldn't need law. <laughs> wait, wait. We don't, we don't need simplify. What? Okay, I'm just saying. I'm trying to say, like, if there's love, we wouldn't need laws. Laws. I think we do. If we have love, if we have perfect love, that I'm describing, a perfect love doesn't exist. I don't think there's something as perfect love. It what? doesn't exist. No. Because perfection doesn't exist. Mm. But so how can you have perfect love? So if perfection doesn't exist, I mean God doesn't exist. I'm just saying, if there is no perfection, then there's no. There, there cannot be. There's no how, God. How can you really prove something exists though? It's something we believe in, and have faith in. Hmm. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna say I don't know. I think you do. That's a lie. Why are you lying to people, man? <laughs> if 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 I say I know, then I would be lying, right? Are you? Because it all comes back to the question: How do we really know what we know? Um, I am, therefore, I am. <laughs> <laughs> It's very philosoph- philosophical. It's a very philosophical conversation. Well, how do, well, how? Okay, for you, how do you know what you know? You know. I don't know what I know unless it's it it needs to be known what I know. What do you mean it needs to be unknown? I mean, sorry, it needs to be known. <sighs> the way I can explain this. We don't really know what we know because it's not something that can be quantified. We mm. can only know what we know when what is necessary needs to be known from what we believe we know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, if it's not quantified, if you can't, cannot like, be sure on a dot, that it's not like known, then you don't. Then you can say you don't know. You can say you don't know. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a valid yeah. answer. Mm-hmm. But I can't tell someone everything that I know. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna like maybe probably shoot myself right now, like on my foot, by saying this. I would say in the physical world. Okay, physical world. There's no. <laughs> Exact 
point we we don't know uh we the person who says that they know everything about the world is a liar kind of thing yes mm-hmm. yeah because i don't think you can know everything because we are limited in our exactly um you know capacity mm. to know things it's limited mm-hmm. so in a way yeah you're right you cannot know we cannot know so, so how do we know what we really know right so i'm get, what i'm going to say to you <laughs> is i don't know because i don't have that capacity so how do you know god exists then it's a belief it's a it's something we have faith in mm. Mm. okay I'll, yes i'll yes i'll say yes faith belief and knowledge are different faith altogether. belief and knowledge they're all different yes yes i agree so we can't speak in absolutes for me there's only one absolute but you know you'll know you, you know what that is <laughs> I'm gonna do it, bro. <laughs> What is your absolute? No, don't do it, please don't. <laughs> oh, Jesus, we got around in circles. We've gone to the deep, dark depths of the earth and all the way to heaven. Uh, let's wrap this. Up. <laughs> Let's take this baby into landing, man. All right, we're gonna ask you those three questions, man. All right, three questions. What are you grateful for? What have you realized? And what is a question you want to ask yourself or the people listening? Are you asking me or as well, Gerald? What am I grateful for? Yeah. I'm grateful for what we have right now. Because I actually believe that what we have right now, it's a gift. So me talking to you guys, it's a, it's a gift. So it's, a, it's something that I can say, oh, yes. I, I look forward to, you know. It's our communion and relationship that I value. And the love that we have. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The unconditional love that we have for each other. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's something that you of course not everyone you know can ha- have this kind of like mm. safety. Mm. Like right now we are, we're in a pandemic, right? Mm. And some people have to think about money, a war happening outside their homes, mm. um poverty. Mm. Here all we have to think about is don't go outside. Mm. You know. Mm. What's the what's the next question? <laughs> what have you realized? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I realized. <laughs> We need each other um, to go, get through things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you believe that you cannot go, th- uh, you can go through it by yourself. I think you're crazy. I think you're going crazy already. Mm-hmm. You need people to be around you to be able to kind of encourage you and not, mm. um, you know, fall into that thing. It's always when someone, when someone from that area, like you know, they were alone, they got back because someone said something to them, or they realized they heard something. It's like, uh, you know, they had that contact with other people. 
Therefore, mm. they were able to bring themselves up. Mm. That's what I think, you know, how they can, you know, some kind of means mm. of something like that, of contact. Mm. And the last bit is what I want to... What's a question you want to ask yourself or to the people listening? I want to ask myself is, what are you living for? Oof. That seems to be a... Who asked that question? I think Punch said that last I think, time. I think it? Punch said yeah. that last time too, yeah. I think it's a <clears> theme, <throat> right? Good. We have a theme. Yeah. yeah it's mm. good what are you living for? What are you living for? Mm. What are you living for, guys? What are, yeah, what are you doing this for? What are you yeah. doing? Why are you listening to us? <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you? How can they support your art? Um, they can support me through uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Instagram. What's your handle? It's uh Gyoshu, J-I-Y-O-S-H-U. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. have a look of my like experiments. Your beautiful artwork. <laughs> yeah, and then I have my email there if you want to contact me. It was good, man. Thank you for coming <laughs> on, bro. Thank you yes, for thanks, this Josh. two hour. <laughs> two and a half hours. No, three. It's three, three. Almost, almost, almost three, three hours, hours bro. Yeah. Oh my gosh, three hours! What the hell? Oh, last time it was three hours as well. Remember oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is normal. Yeah. This is very normal for us. Yeah. Mm. We really appreciate you having coming on, brother. Thank you for taking the time these three hours, talking about everything about life and in between. We really appreciate you coming on. Hope you guys found value in this podcast. And always stay safe, always take care, and always get up. Peace.